0: My respected friends, whoever lives in any time, somehow they understand that there is a particular status quo and a particular way of doing things. For example, if you're living in this country, there's a certain direction that we drive, certain part of the road. If you happen to go to another country, something else will be common over there. Uh, A particular greeting, the way they form a line, the way they they form a queue. If they form a queue to begin with, that's a different story. All of that there is peculiar. And, and is associated and with and different, different parts, of parts, parts of the world. And you as a, a foreigner who, who, goes, foreigner there. who goes there, you know, initially it, it may seem strange, strange to you, but after you a while, a while well, you know while, what, that's while, how the people do the things. People Either you get used, you used to, used to used it, to or your time, time, comes time, time comes that you need to and leave, leave and go back home. Every person who lived at any period of time in this world was used to what is known as the status quo. During the time of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there was also something which was called the status, the status quo. How people how, how were people treated in a, in a particular way. way. How, a man, how a man, how a woman, how a, a, woman, prisoner, a prisoner, how a child, a man, be that child, male or, or female, was treated, was all of fall, that had now, by the time, now now, by the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi became, became what is known as a status quo that you hear, it seems normal, 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 this is the way is we do it. So when, so when an Arab, Arab person Arab in the time of, time, of time of ignorance of Jahiliya, if he had to take his daughter who was one or two years of age, dig a hole dig and, a and put her inside and bury her alive, society would not say anything. Because that had become so normal to them that that is how it is supposed to be. That he is at liberty to either keep her alive or bury her alive and do away with her. It's up to him. So when a woman was mutallaka or divorced, or her husband had passed on, if she had now become the property of her in-laws or her brother-in-laws in particular, former brother-in-laws, it would now become like a normal thing for them. that That's how exactly it's supposed to be done. So even people who are now the elite of society very few of them would now raise an objection and say, oh, why is it done in a certain way? Let us now do something that it's not been done in a certain way. Few of them from time to time did raise their voice, but it never became popular because people had reached a level that this is now status quo. We accept it and that's how it must be. The first proof, That the Qur'an is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said everything about the Qur'an is against status quo. Let's take, for example, the first wahi and revelation that came down. Iqra' bismi Rabbi Read in the name of your Rabb who created. The ummah is unanimous that that is the first wahi and revelation that came down. You could go to any period in history, you could go now to any person, no matter what denomination of faith they consider themselves to be. Ask them, ask their scholars, which is the first wahi and revelation that came down. They'll tell you, read in the name of your Lord. Lord, who created, إِقْرَأْ رَبِّكَ اللَّذِي You know, read in the name of Allah who created. Now, now if you look at that society, a Bedouin society, an unlettered, illiterate society, where it is assumed that only 17 people in Makkah knew how to read and write in the time of the Prophet, very few people knew. Omar one was one rare person. Khalid bin Walid was one rare person who knew how to read and write. But beyond them, the average person was an unlettered person. It wasn't even considered abnormal because that was society back in the day. That there wasn't the culture of the written word or the or or the you know the 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 the, the, uh, documented word as we would call it. So when a person, let's say for example an average human being, you 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 and I. We wanted to write something and we wanted to captivate the attention attention of our our audience audience, that is not against the status quo. Something to captivate them will have to be in line with the status quo of something that will excite them. If I'm writing for a teenage audience, I'm going to write it in a certain way that it was thunder and lightning and a car was stuck in the middle of the road. Why? Because it is my hope that even if my other 21 chapters are boring, at least this first this, one this over first here, here will here captivate enough attention chance, for somebody, somebody to somebody pull it off the shelf call, and to give it some due attention to a, to a and, and, to and to give it some dog ears as if they were interested inside it. it. Inside if I'm writing if I for I a science-based, science-based audience, 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 I can't write something that's so dreary and boring. I know that that is my status quo, the community that I'm writing for. I need to sell it to them and I need that sell within the first two or three pages. That's how a human being writes. That's how we, how engage, we engage in. Engage that I that could I have, like had I have had the most a dreary product. Person walked inside my more, store, more. showed oh, half, show, a half a in in 5% 5% interest in it, five percent interest in it. in it. It's my, it's my job, my job to complement the other ninety-five percent. percent. You know, you, you seem, you seem to, be to, to be very interested in my handkerchief that I'm selling. over yeah, you know what? I'm looking for a gift. You take it from there. Human nature that now you detect this amount of interest and you build upon it, but iqra, read in the name of your Allah who created, was against the status quo and the interest of everybody. The first proof that it was not written by man. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He reveals wahi, is not what you would like to hear, is not what will captivate your interest necessarily, but what you need in your life by way of your priority. You need to read whether you like it or not is your business. But you need to do it right now. You need to invest your time in this. You need to take this wahi and revelation from this point to the next point. In order to do so, read in the name of your Rab who created. And I am not bound by what are your personal interests or your society's interests or what you would like or not like to do. I am telling you what you need to do and you need to read. Iqra bismi Khalaq. Read in the name of your Rabbu who created This was the major and probably the greatest investment that any ummah saw in education. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, not necessarily iqra, read the Quran, but read in general. Read ma yanfa'u whatever is beneficial for you. Use whatever is beneficial for you. But there's an important clause there. اِقْرَى bismi رَبِّكَ Read in the name of your Rabb who created. What's the wisdom of this clause? What is the wisdom بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ In the name of your Rabb who created. You see people, who created bombs and dropped bombs on the heads of people. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, in recent times, so-called smart bombs, bunker bombs that kill people by the tens of thousands and leave cancers and lingering type of issues in that society where more innocent people die than actual perpetrators of any violence. Are they smart people or are they not smart people? Very intelligent people. The flyer of the plane, the manufacturer of the bomb, the the person because who designed the person it, designed, the, the, the generals general who are sitting was behind, was behind the command desk, those nefarious so politicians dead, who are now making a, a plan, plan 15, 20, 20, 30, 40 years in advance. Are these silly people? They must be very smart but people. But people. people. But what's the difference between their knowledge and the knowledge which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Iqra? Is that their reading is without bismi rabbik, without the name of your Allah. Because Allah ta'ala says, you want to read, fine. But if you you are not if going to not read, read in the name of your allah God. then that very that same that knowledge God. even if it be the knowledge of your world will become a source of harm for somebody even yourself that instead of you using that very same skill for how many alleviation poverty alleviation and how many things that people could possibly do you will now be inclined to use it to what will benefit you and allow you to rise up the echelons of society, politically, militarily, whatever the case may be. You would not think of the suffering humanity because you have not read in the name of your Allah who created. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cautions the reader of the Quran that you want to pursue beneficial knowledge, fine, do so. But if you are going to do so, do it in the name of your Allah who created. We are at (inaudible) the beginning of the the academic academic year, and that academic year is not simply restricted to our first first graders, graders, matriculants, grade grade 11, 11, university students, ultimately, every father, every grandfather, every every uncle, every lift club uncle, every lift club auntie is part of the process of education directly or indirectly. The fact that you are here as an uncle supporting the child, you know what you did well in school, alhamdulillah, here's a lollipop, here's 50 rand, you lending your support towards the effort itself, you're part of the system. Because rightfully so, you recognize that this is an important system that should it be done correctly, biiznillah, with the permission of Allah, it is an investment which very likely I will not see. Nobody seated here would like... like, would likely see the investment that is going inside a grade R child. will be dead by that time, 22. Allah Ta'ala knows best. But with all likelihood, the way it's going, by the time they are ready to function and give to society in a macro way, those who are seated here will either be in the twilight of their lives or gone. God. but still but you do it. do it and still, still it. the previous still generation still did it, did it. Did, 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 and, still and, and still before them they, they did it because why? because they realized that this that is the, the ultimate, ultimate investment. investment you know who and was the, the master of this of investment? investment? Nabi SAW himself Sallam. we started you this discussion about speaking about the status quo about how certain things are done in society at a certain time in the times of ignorance in the times of Rasulullah SAW wherein he just now came with wahid revelation, very much so most of the world was still in a state of ignorance. The way they would conduct wars, the way they would behave, the way they would distribute inheritance properly or non properly, or the way they would interact, all of that culture was still what is termed hadithu ahdin Jahiliya. still very close to the days of Jahiliya. So too was their warfare we hear that at the time of especially Uhud, when they came, when they came to, con- to conduct warfare with Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they came with songstresses after the war was over, mutilated bodies, chewed livers, all of that was from where? Not the modern system of warfare, it was from where? It was from the days of ignorance which they considered this type of behavior to be normal and to be a showing of strength over a vanquished enemy. So, this now was the culture at, culture, culture at that time. Part of the, Part of the culture, of that, culture of that time is that, is that if prisoner a prisoner of war of comes war, to you, comes there was it either it was one, one or two, two, things, or two things, things that you could do, that you with that that you do with that if prison. That if this person was reasonably wealthy, came from a wealthy family, fix a ransom on his head. So at least now, okay, we're not going to execute him, but we'll get some money on his behalf and we can distribute the money and it'll be good for the... What are we going to do with his dead corpse anyway? That's one of the options the second option was which was the less common option by the way put him up for sale right anybody wants to buy him and normally the people who he might have been responsible for so-called offending in previous years maybe he was a you know a soldier of the past and he killed somebody or he hurt somebody they will be the first to come and buy him as has happened to a number of sahaba radiallahu anhu that they were purchased by families who they were responsible for killing especially in Bother years Bader, earlier early. and who and they, they now, now took they to now the gallows, gallows and you know, you know to, show, to their show, their show their revenge so that's another, another way. way monetary at the end of the day ultimately uh, the uh, third, uh, third uh, and final uh, option uh, was you yourself execute him there was no culture of putting him in community service let him sweep the roads let him do this let him do that that's now you know later on but in those days it didn't exist it was unheard of in the days of jahiliya. So now? now, now and after the occasion of Uhud after the battle of of or rather Badr rather the first battle after the battle of Badr 70 dead amongst the Kuffar but there were 70 captured there were 70 prisoners of war that were now brought to Madinatul Manawar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prior to Badr had not revealed any direction and indication of what to do with prisoners of war because prisoners of war, prisoners of war didn't exist this was the first Big battle people, that people, took people, place people, between people, the Muslims and the Kuffar. Everybody, everybody, everybody thought one, one thing, thing, as in the, as, days, as of the, as the day days of the past. Either if the guy is rich, we're going to put a ransom, on his, ransom his on his head, on head and, and you can you his can family can come with come a sack of money and he's free to go. Or alternately, he's going to be put to death. Ultimately, the ultimate there was this mashwara and consultation amongst the Sahaba رضي الله And although Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later revealed that He wanted something else,
1: the result was
0: this, which Rasulullah ﷺ now implemented. A common one, which we might have heard when we were back in the days in Madrasa or when we open up the Sira Kitab, which is quite often discussed. Either that, that individual pays ransom and he's caught free, he's free to go. If he can't complete the full ransom, then we can have a negotiated terms. Maybe he can pay fifty percent now and he can now promise to pay us later. That was the case of Rasulullah's son in law married to Zainab, Rabi Allah was not a Muslim at the time. Of uh, Uhud. later on, he accepted he Islam. Islam. She, she and he migrated he to Medina. Rasulullah joined them with the same, same Nikah, but at that time, he was not a Muslim. And the daughter of Rasulullah to complete his ransom sent the necklace of Khadija. Rasulullah was so because that came in her inheritance when her mother passed away. Rasulullah was, so was so overwhelmed with the sight of that Rasool necklace that, 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 that he, he, asked, he the asked the Sahaba radhiAllahu "Look here, can, can we let him, can let him go and return and the, necklace the necklace back to my daughter?" To my and, daughter and the Sahaba radhiAllahu agreed because, that's of course, that would have pleased Rasulullah. There was this group of prisoners. Who didn't, who didn't fall in the category, the category of, of, let's call it the elite, elite or the middle, to to the middle class. class. They, they, couldn't, they raise couldn't raise the funds. The funds. They couldn't so even they raise half or the, funds, funds. So raise half raise the, the quarter, quarter of the, 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 of the, the ransom money, money that was the asked the of the average prisoner. So Rasulullah created a different clause for them. And you know what that clause was? Whoever is proficient in reading and writing amongst you people, amongst you prisoners. And there was a number amongst them who were amongst the elite of Makkah, although it was rare, but Amongst them, there were quite a few. Whoever knows how to read and write, he must educate 10 of the the youngsters of Medina to read and write. And when these young children have attained proficiency in putting pen to paper, he is free to go. A hundred and thirty youths of Medinatul Munawwara benefited from that program, which was, which against, was against the status quo that nobody ever heard of, because heard of. it wasn't it's a culture of education. education. It wasn't a reading and writing culture. Nobody thought of this, thought of this thought before. Of and you know who you one know was one of those people that benefited from Jensen this program? Zaid bin Thabit anhu there's the two famous Zayd, Zayd bin Harisah, Zayd bin Thabit. One was the adopted son of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Zayd bin Harisah. The other one, the Ansari Zayd bin Thabit, was young. He was 11 years old at the time of uh, of uh, of Badr, and he was in that program to learn how to read and write at age 17 when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam started to send different letters to all the different communities of the Greater Arabia area to invite them towards Islam. Islam. This was after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah in particular. particular. Many of those letters (inaudible) went to the Syrian Syrian Arab Arab tribe. And those Syrian Arab Arab tribes did not communicate 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 in the Arabic that was spoken in the Arabian Peninsula. peninsula. They used to communicate in an ancient form of Aramaic, which is basically extinct today. It's all Arabicized today from the time of the Sahaba, but it was a form of Hebrew with a bit of Arabic mixed inside. There, similar to the East African Swahili languages that have got a bit of Bantu, a bit of Arabic, a bit of this, many, many common words, Samak and whatnot, all of them you can find inside there. They borrow from all over. So it was a hybridized type of language, but an independent language all on its own. And Rasulullah S.A. called him, seventeen years of age, benefactor of that program that Rasulullah S.A. had instituted amongst those prisoners of uh, of Badr, stating and saying that Oz oh, you see, we are relying on the Yahudi rabbis and the Yahudi people of Medina who are not Muslim, who have never had our interest to begin with to communicate with those tribes and to invite them to Islam and to ratify treaties and to talk about trade routes and all political related stuff which we need to do because they are the buffer between us and Syria. They are the buffer between us, between us, the Romans and the Persian Empire. So we need to cross their land. But I fear that these people are going to be treacherous. You can't trust them. So I want you to learn the language of these people. And he says, I'm calling you because he's got a common language. It's not the common, the language of the Persians. It's not the, of the it's not the language of the Romans. It's a hybridizing between language, between us and between them because they are a buffer type of community. You learn it, you become proficient in it. Zayd radiallahu says that I interacted with the traders who came from that part of the world, who were setting up shop in Medina, because that was allowed in Medina. You come from anywhere, you can set up shop. I used to come to them, collect vocabulary, learn the dictionary from them, learn the grammar from them, because they had their own grammar. Within 17 days, I came back to Rasulullah I said, I, and I told him, I'm ready to communicate with these people. You can now tell me Arabic, of course, and I will write in Aramaic to them, and I will now read the language. From them, you know, upon up the, the return journey. When he was twenty-one, 21 when Omar رَبِّيَاللَّهَ um, um, one um, after the battle of Yamama um, and, the and the fight against the, the Murtadim, the, the the apostates the, the and those who now Zaw followed Musa al and you know, all, of, all of that happened in the early days of Abu Bakr رَبِّيَاللَّهَ one. When many Huffaz had passed away, and Omar رَبِّيَاللَّهَ had come and said that, "Oh, Abu Bakr, we need to put the Quran in a book form." And Abu Bakr said, "How?" can I do this here? It's something that was never done in the time of Rasulullah Wasallam. Abu Umar ﷺ says, أَخَلْتُ I held the hand of Abu Bakr and shook it like this. Listen to me on this one. Listen to me on this one. Until Abu Bakr ﷺ finally said, okay, Ya Omar, you know what? The Prophet Wasallam had great respect for your wisdom and your foresight. We're gonna do it. But who's going to do it? Who's going to go to person to person? Because it was never compiled in the book form during the time of Rasulullah Wasallam." A bit of bark over here, a bit of hide over here, a bit of stone here and there, distributed amongst the whole of Medina. And you know who Omar Radiallah says I've only got confidence in the reading and the writing of one person. Zayd bin Sabit, the same translator of Rasulullah, he's going to do it. Zayd Radiyallahu says when they told me to do this, I told Abu Bakr if you had told me to move one mountain to another mountain, I would have gladly done it. But you are telling me to do something. Which is, in my opinion, impossible. Abu Bakr radiallahu told me one thing. Yazai, trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and do your best. Trust on Allah and do your best. He says within three days, this would have put him at age 24. This would have put him at age 24. I had completed the compilation of the Quran. Abu Bakr radiallahu was already gone, he was deceased, and I presented it to Omar Rabi One Omar radiallahu on the member held the Quran in its first time. Compiled cover to cover. And he says, Hada hujj, atuna, that this is our proof, this is our proof. The result of the foresight of Rasulullah Sallam at the time of Badr, Rasulullah Sallam is not there, Abu Bakr is not there. 70% of the Sahaba who participated in Badr are not there. But the investment that they made that the captive of Badr must teach the youngster reading and writing and beneficial education Education is, education is being yielded, yielded by the Ummah and, and, and experienced really by the Ummah so today. 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 That you that pick you up that Musa from, from the Quranic kareem Quran Thousands of Musas across the world, world. pick well, up, pick that, up copy. that copy, Zayd Radiallah I. Have a good mention for him, the scholar, the scribe who benefited from that. The foresight of this Ummah when it came to education, but at the same time, my respected friends, beneficial education. We know that the Education that is out there that is branded as secular and academic is fraught with different type of issues and concerns. It's not going to take and it cannot take any miracle or any overnight issue to change it in a way that how it was at the time of the glory days of Islam where it should be. But at least every parent, every teacher, every ustad, every person should be aware and be involved that okay, this is the education that my child is bringing home. I will take an interest in it. And if I find anything that is contrary towards my deen, and it is forced upon them, because that's the system that everybody is now living in, unfortunately, it's not going to get any better. You living here, it's going to get even worse for that matter. You be proactive as a alim, as a teacher, as a parent, that you know what, this 99% is beneficial. This issue here is against the culture of our deen when it comes to whether it may be Taoism, whether it it may be you know the with the all those freedoms. You be proactive. That you know what, son, daughter, granddaughter, this is something that we don't believe in. It may be they inside the textbook was this is what they're giving you. You in the public system at the end of the day, what you're gonna do? You are there. But listen here, this is against our values, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all issues that are out there. But where that education is beneficial, don't shy away from it, invest in it, and ultimately if you can't invest if you're not part you of know, it because, your, your, be kid because, because your kid has graduated, graduated. take an interest take, take in it, interest take, in it. In those, those who are taking those, those who are putting who are their best foot their forward in it, it. Take, take a interest take, in it and support, and support them, them with them your duas with, duas, with your, your moral, moral support, moral support. Moral you know what the fact that you are engaged in alhamdulillah you are making a great investment inside our community wa alhamdulillah